0: Louder! distill it and soak a tampon in it and shove it right up my pooper. <laughs> and with that... Oh, God. I didn't know we were recording. Always. <laughs> should always assume that we're recording. That's true. Welcome back to the Big Bad Beetle Bros. I'm Cam. I'm Ryan. I almost said Nick. <laughs> <laughs> we're duetting once again this week. Uh, yeah, the old Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Two white guys. That's what that song is about. <laughs> uh, Nick has uh, fallen ill. Uh, supposedly. Um, or he called in sick. I don't know. I don't remember he, uh, approving any sick days. He, but. he fell right under a big old handle of booze. So. a <laughs> <laughs> horrible tragedy. He was beaten over the head with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> uh, no, he's stable, though. Uh, not conscious, but stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got an EKG set up. He's fine. No. Uh, so, we jumped in this week for uh, what I guess is like the first Episode of the new arc, like the bigger arc of Metallics. We are entering Big Bad Beetleborg's Metallics colon O's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're getting into the common writer shit of everything now, uh, which means that it's good and confusing. It also means that they're probably running out of footage, so they had to draw from a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this episode is uh, episode 22 of Beetleborg's Metallics, it is the Lost Comic. Uh, which was one of the ones that like pops up on the list when we're all looking through it. We're like, okay, I, that one feels important, but going into it immediately I thought, you know, I know the Lost Comic's a thing in the show. I have a good feeling this is gonna be a useless episode. I was wrong, kind what? of. Yeah, it's it was a similar that was like exactly the roller coaster of emotions one goes through when picking out a Russell Brand live special. <laughs> yes. And it's, There's the Lost Comet. <laughs> that was the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, arching joke. <laughs> I, <laughs> Reaching, I that was the word I was... No, no, no. Fingering for. You reached so far, you arched. <laughs> <laughs> you arch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this episode kind of, like, kicks off the, um, like, Astral Borg, Astral Sword saga, whatever you want to call it, um, that is the... Uh I understand it is like the equivalent of the Shadow Borg arc from last season. Um it doesn't quite lead into the finale yet, I don't think. I think there's another arc after this. Yeah. Um it's uh I thought it was weird. I thought we were gonna have like another disc before we got to it. Yeah, I just because we've not had we've had like fifteen or sixteen Monsters of the Week, mm-hmm. and I thought that the, uh, spoiler alert, the Mantrons came in like one at a time and then were like together fighting the Astroborgs later on in like the 30 number oh, episodes yeah. or something. I thought it was quite a while away mm-hmm. um, and that it was kind of like eased in. It was like, they were like, no, fuck it. Just <laughs> throw them all at the wall. <laughs> no, it's uh, going to be a real surprise whenever the at the finale, whenever they're having the big kaiju battle, um, the uh, Beetleborg, spoiler are going to get their ass kicked, and their mechs going to be decimated. And then all of a sudden, uh, normal, normal man, no oh, average man, Joe Average, average man. Joe <laughs> Average man, <laughs> man, is going to come in with a haymaker, knocking the bad guys Borg to pieces, and just win it for everyone. He's like, "All right, you know, I signed up to sell life insurance, not this bullshit." How how can I, in good conscience, sell these people policies? <laughs> I spat a lot. <laughs> Wowzers It's exactly how Joe Average Man talks When he's on a sales pitch I have a saliva condition He's <laughs> drooling all the way down His average face That's not very average of him <laughs> It's an average amount of drool It's just all at once <laughs> that, That's the thing He can experience all of life's averages at once he can, he can pick whenever. So it's like he will have like 300 sexes at the time <laughs> That's how normal people talk about Cycle, cycling through like a D twenty roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we we open up this episode uh, down in the catacombs in uh, Hillhurst Cemetery. Less Fortunes is kind of like going through. He's got this new drawing. Uh, it looks like a cross between Mothra and um, Oh Queen. Butterfree, whatever her name was, it was in last season. The, yeah. the weird butterfly monster from uh, uh, was that the bubble room or the acid kingdom? That was the acid kingdom. Okay, that was, yeah, yeah she was <laughs> flabber took Drew on a on a wild right, trip, right? Yeah, yeah, and he knew better than to take a kid to the bubble room, yeah, <laughs> 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 only uh. Only, almost said ratagast, Only, <laughs> <laughs> only Gargant. Rat, Gandalf, my old friend. The birds are showing you their tits again. Getting- no, you see, they're called tits. It's not pornographic. you fucking idiot. And I thought I had a weed problem. <laughs> it's just the uh, Gargantu Rat. Mm-hmm. Takes people into the bubble, room. you know. Easy to mistake with <laughs> Garganturet. You know, he's only a a, a deity, a minor deity. <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings, same thing. It works. Um, so <laughs> Les is working on these drawings, and it's this is like the third or fourth time now that we've seen. Uh, Les has a bunch of drawings and they get thrown around or shuffled aside or in this case lit on fire by Nukas because he says fuck your art style. Yeah, It's um he thought he was in Fahrenheit 451. (gasps) What if that's the comic that they pulled him (laughs) out of? Oh headcanon We're good at headcanon. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's that Bradbury uh, hair that he's got going on. (laughs) Yep. So uh, Nukas is like destroy all the drawings your work is shit we're i'm tired of the monsters losing this you know we're done i'm sending you back to prison yeah <laughs> and uh i'm gonna, i'm gonna send you back with bonesaw <laughs> he's gonna have you for three minutes of playtime. time uh, this is like nukas are you mad and there's a lot of uh, great lines like this. This episode, where Nukus responds, "Yes, mad at you," and then he puts him in a goo orb. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like a, like an amoeba. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he calls it an energy cell. <laughs> Which yes. I I don't know if they were going for it on purpose, but as that sort of double entendre of cells and like a prison cell, and cells and like you know what done makes us makes us up. <laughs> <laughs> what with the walls and the mitochondria, yes, yeah. the powerhouse kids. <laughs> and he, yeah, he lets them out and calls it a uh, a uh, energy cell, and it's not like. It's not the worst effect they've done, but it's he—he no. he just kind of crouches down, and there's like a white outline around him with a little bit of a gelatinous shelter. Yeah, <laughs> like it—it's it, fine. They um, could have, for less money, <laughs> less fortunes money, could have probably made a tub of jello and just smeared it on him. Yes, and he, yeah, he didn't come out gooey or anything, which is like disappointing, yeah. but also. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just want to be pure. <laughs> so, meanwhile, over at Hillhurst, Flabber is, like, very poorly sawing one of the squares out of the uh, wood floor in the yeah, front. He So, like, whenever he goes to pull it one way, he, like, pulls it away from the surface he's cutting at. And then he does it, like... Again, it's like he's doing a U-shape. Mm-hmm. Like, just touching the wood with each, uh, change in stroke. Yeah. It's like you cutting with, like, a... What are those called? Awls Or whatever those, like, curved blades that you, like, uh... That, that what? Cut, the, uh, lumberjacks. Yeah, those ones. <laughs> <laughs> just the gay ones. The straight guys chop them down by themselves. I think so. I watched, uh... Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's not here, so someone else. <laughs> I, I don't know what reference, but I'm sure there could be one. Close enough. Um, so, yeah, the, he's um, cutting this hole in the, in the floor and the kids are there because of course they are and they're like, Flavor, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, this is the crustacean catcher. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, The kids, are they pogo-sticked in. Yeah. uh, For you kids from the 90s and earlier, you might remember everyone was was pogo-sticking, especially children, especially indoors. That's the only way everyone got around. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember I broke uh, – now, I broke 15 toes. Now, you might be saying, Ryan, you don't have 15 toes. Now, you're right. I only have the 10. I have the normal amount of toes. Not saying that it's weird for anyone to have more or less, but I'm saying all – not all ten of them. My, my big toe on my left foot never got broken, but all of them got broken. It's all the multiple breakings, all due to pogo stick industries. And just thank God for Bill Clinton finally coercing W to be like, Hey, you know, like, <laughs> uh, this is real bad for my sex parties. And, like, people are, like, treating it like a mask mandate. So if you could just kind of, like, just put a law and infringe people's rights, that'd be real cool. Hillary will make you a pie. No, no, not that kind. She's she's straight-laced. She's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why uh, moonshoes were developed in retaliation yeah, yeah. to the uh, Pogo-No-Go law <laughs> of 1985. Uh, fun fact, uh, Charterville actually has a clause that negates them out of the Pogo-No-Go law. So you can Pogo in Charterville, um, mm-hmm. but it's only in, like, certain buildings, but... Like, you know, you can't do it in all of them. Some of them do have, like, a policy, even though it's, like, you know, technically legal. They're like, yeah, but, you know, thanks to gay bakeries, we can, or whatever that thing was. Thanks mm-hmm. to, oh, no, thanks for uh, 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 homophobic bakers, um, we, we can say that no, no pogo in here. And that is why you'll never catch me at a Denny's in Charterville. <laughs> Sorry, we got off topic. No. Denny's is almost on topic in a weird way. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Flabber's like, no, 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 watch. Like, it, it'll work. It's a it's a trap. Trust me. And he summons a pogo stick, or he, he, like, draws over one of their pogo sticks and, like, makes it bounce around on its own. It lands on a little square, and the square just, like, vanishes and falls into the abyss that is the basement of Charterville, smacks the little ghoul in the face. Yeah, she says specifically, it hit me in my mouth, and I woke up, and I'm going to shove it up someone else's nose. Yeah. It's, (laughs) like, there are, for an episode that's, like, so filled with one-liners and one-off jokes and little, like, comments like that, and most episodes are, this episode has an exceptional amount of them, I, I don't know if they've got different writers or what, but for some reason, the dialogue feels even more wonky than uh-huh. previously. I don't know if it's just because they were focusing on everything else this episode, which is fine because everything else works really well. Well, and I, yeah, I think that tends to happen. I think I think we're starting to see that being a reoccurring thing whenever there are those like special things, like the Borg Slayer and Shadow Borg yeah. and all that. Like, uh it. I I think that they do either change priorities or maybe to them this is them just like oh okay this one matters so we got to step it up this is going to go on the dvd collection dave what's a dvd don't worry about it check me in 10 years so go on one of the four vhs tapes we're going to release yeah yeah they i don't know yeah it does feel like there's kind of like a priority realignment every time one of these uh um like arcs come comes around because like Mm -hmm. like yeah i mean yeah the Borg Slayer one had some like wonky writing, but better effects than most. And Shadow Borg was obviously a fucking movie, so it was completely separate. I think what is really the defining factor and difference here is if Trip and Van stay completely out of this, it's really just not going to feel like it because they even whenever they were like, oh, yeah, you know, we haven't shown up in five episodes, but here we are skeeving on Heather. um, I think they are done. I think they're done. I think they are. I think they only appeared for this handful of episodes at the beginning of Metallics, and I see okay. they completely out. Now, we might have to bleep this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I thought I remembered seeing way back when a big spoiler that Trip and Van basically died to the uh, crustaceans or something. Oh, maybe they um, showed up I, at some point. But I saw them. We've seen them in this season. Yeah. Since they came about. Driving around with Dudley, I think. So... Maybe I should just fact check myself before okay. I wreck myself. I mean, it's not of all the spoilers that we could spoil ourselves to, the fate of Trippin' Van is not one that I feel like our, <laughs> our viewers will be so tied into. In uh, 2025, they're going to release the dateline of the Lost Beetle Bros episode. <laughs> the, what did you call it? The Trippin' Van? or The the, the fate of Trip and of Trippin' Van. <laughs> it's just Dudley murdered them. <laughs> it was a sunny day in Hillhurst. Any kid playing outside could tell you that it was a safe place, some place you wouldn't have to worry about murder, or would you <laughs> <laughs> so the uh whole time that Flabber's doing this, we go back over to the Crustacean's layer and uh the like Horbell and Vylor are chastising uh uh less, and they're like, your monsters are pathetic." And it's, he made them like, why yeah. are they insulting themselves? Like it's if, if they think that they're good enough to be like the big bads, he's obviously capable of right. it. If anything, like they're the ones using their powers to pull it out of a comic. Like if we want to trace this back to anyone, blame Flabber. Flabber's yeah. the root of all this evil. It is. It's a little bit like the, you know, Flavor pulled the the mice out the first time instead of turning him into Beetleburgs, he turned him into mice, mice, mice. Oh, okay. So that's right. During the Borg Slayer fiasco, they left town to go live at their father's county estate, only to be mentioned once in season two but not before Nukas forced them to return to town to tell the Beetleborgs how to defeat the Borg Slayer. Okay, so that's why I thought that they had stuck around because he had forced them to t- tell them yeah. uh, how to defeat the Borg Slayer and then they now live at their father's estate. No, No. In Urbana City, maybe. Um, I think they got in trouble for sexual harassment. It's entirely likely that Nano chased them out with a stick, (laughs) ran them out of town, threatened threatened the life of Dudley if they did not leave town. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we get the whole, you know, the threatening less with going back to prison. The monsters are pathetic. And he's like. If if I go back to prison, then uh, you're never going to know anything about the Astral Sword or uh, Robo Board. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. And Nukas is like, what the fuck? Why did you not mention that until now? And he's like, well, way back and then we get a green screen shot of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He just looks like he's glowing weirdly for a second. He's like, an outline all of a sudden. Yeah, and it it looks odd, and then after a few seconds, it's like obviously a green screen, and all of a sudden it just like poofs him, yeah. back into his childhood, and you see little him run or uh, little art running uh, past, and he's like, "Oh, skippity doo my childhood." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, my brother Art and I made our first comic, and it shows the two of them like dicking around outside. And they're like, "Look, Lest, Lester, the Astral Sword," and Lester's just as much of an ass as I kid. Yeah, he is spiky like, hair. Eh, what do you want, Dillweed? I gotta rub some farts in your mom's face. And he's like, "But we have the same mom." Ha, like I said, <laughs> smell you later. And he's like, he's like, well. Uh, yeah, like I made the evil Mantrons, and you made the the heroic Astral Borgs, and those are the eight Astro coins. They just they just explain, they just yep. narrate the whole thing of what's happening. And this is backstory. And this is plot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Les, they both kind of have like a little power trip for a minute of like, ah, oh, like I can't wait to release this, and Les is like, why would you? I did all the work on this. I did all the hard work, and then they. Tackle each other, and then that's the end of the flashback. Yeah, I think they kiss, and somewhere in the middle. it's entirely possible. That um, might be a different cut, though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the astral sword in the kind of like the drawing. Um. I should probably pull up pictures of all this stuff because there's a lot introduced this episode. Yeah, Jamie, come on, pull that shit up. I know. None of those are those. That's like five different animes. <laughs> No, that's not the worst. Oh I mean, yes, with the famed Fabergé egg in the middle, laddie. <laughs> that's the source of its power. That's its <laughs> arc reactor. That's what turns you into a bear. <laughs> so the uh, the Astral Sword is kind of a... Uh, it's it's like a dagger. It's like really... Sh- it's toy size, you know. It, yeah, the concept art makes it seem like a legit weapon, but in practicality, it's a toy. Yeah. Uh, and it's... You can't really tell in the in the show, and I don't know if they actually will ever do this in the show because of the fact that it's a kid show. But the like I thought it had a big chunky blade. Uh-huh. It's not a big chunky blade. It's a sheath, yeah. and there's like an actual blade inside but of there. The sheath is that big purple color that Barney is, and it's all soft <laughs> and around. It makes you feel safe. Like a '90s weapon toy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very much like the orange tip on a Nerf gun. Yeah, like, like oh, okay, that's not an actual weapon. You try walking into Comic Con without your sheath on your uh, astral sword. Oh boy, they're gonna have problems. Sir, <laughs> sure, I'm sorry, but that's obviously a real weapon. I can tell by the Faberge egg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Extend that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I thought. That's the kind of eight bit Tony's that tells us that's a real dignified weapon. You can't be carrying that around these parts. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to actually find a a good. the like coins. coins. Yeah. Okay, that's like pretty good. Yeah. So the coins are uh, they look a lot like the Power Ranger morphing coins, the the power coins in the or the first Mighty Morphin ser- series. Um. They're just little, like, they look like silver dollars. They're like gold-plated plastic with um, very, I mean, they look like the Power Ranger dinosaur symbols on them, but they're for all different bugs. They remind me of those uh, golden Pokemon cards you could get at Burger King with, like, the first movie or the second. Yeah. One so they're, uh, let's see if I can find any kind of detail. That's, that's actually, here we go. That might be better. Ooh. Enhance. <laughs> oh no! Maybe there's a Faberge egg <laughs> with a very like heavy f- film filter. That's weird. The actual picture wasn't there. Um, you lied to me. That's enhanced. Not- <laughs> ah, that's kind of better. So there's a uh, of the holes in them. That's how they like. So the- you can like put them in the astral sword, and that's how the toy recognizes what coin is in. Based on where the hole is. Why don't they just it's, use RFID? <laughs> yeah. well, it's like the uh, I have a 4's, Common Rider Force switch here, and they have little pegs on the bottom. And like when you open it or <laughs> when you open it or close it, the number of pegs and the arrangement changes, and that's how it keeps track of them. How binary! <laughs> this is the way to do it if you don't care about what the final product looks like. Mm. <laughs> you just poke a hole in it. <laughs> Because it does look like they're like a pendant that you would like tie a string yeah. around and wear. Or like that what you done tricked the vending machine with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so of the – um, so they've got the Astral Borgs and the Mantrons. um, And of the Mantrons, they are uh, – they're all called – let's see. Uh, <laughs> it's a Scorpix, is a scorpion, Centipix is a centipede, Mantix is a mantis, and Hornix is a hornet. Yes, exactly. Uh, you nailed it. <laughs> it looks uh, like he's a Japanese hornet, one of those giant, yeah, or the, the no no hornets, yeah. Uh, and then of the Astral Borgs, there's Dragon Borg, with, which is a dragonfly, uh, Fire Borg, uh, which is a um firefly lightning borg which is a cicada don't ask a lightning bug (laughs) yeah yeah firebug is a firefly lightning bug can't be a lightning (laughs) Lightning. (laughs) no guys you're totally two distinct characters (laughs) (laughs) they both they look exactly the same but they're slightly different shades of orange that's almost how they are anyway you have a kick and punch hopper like laughing at him in the background (laughs) Uh, and then the most distinct of them, Lady Borg. Who's who is a transvestite? <laughs> she's not a ladybug. She's a butterfly. <laughs> um, fun fact for later, because uh, none of the Astroborgs appear in this episode yet. Um, but Lady Borg is voiced by. Um, John DiMaggio. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, come on. Oh, is it not going to show me Jared Leto? Oh, uh, uh, it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sophie okay. V- v- well, no, that's the counterpart. Is it not really not going to show me actor Barbara Goodson? Yeah, uh, Rita Repulsa. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, it's been a long time since so I've heard her voice. I don't remember what it goes. Yeah, okay, uh, something uh, vile or like that. <laughs> It's a good good job. Proud of you for that one. Uh, I'm not going to be too horrible about it, but (laughs) I'm definitely going to (laughs) nukus. Fuck you, nukus for having a shit name. (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs) fuck you, buddy. (laughs) So, yeah, we get a, uh, a good, like, glimpse and explanation of the Astral Sword and the Astral Borgs. Astral Borgs and the Mantrons, and uh, Roboborg, which is like this big mecha thing. Uh... And is Mantron their big mecha thing, or the Mantrons were the the bad guys? Mantrons are the bad guys. The what were there because they were like, oh yeah, and with this you can summon because they can. It's it's all Roboborg. Yeah, they can all summon. What the hell do the other? Those just summon the bad guys. The coins. Yeah, yeah, just summons. That's balanced. (laughs) With these coins, we can summon a a tactical nuke. With with these, we can summon some stomped-on bugs. (laughs) Mm, how them exoskeletons treating you guys yeah the astral sword can well the bad guys can use it to summon Roboborg too and control him oh right yeah it can be used for good or evil Yeah, uh, you know as it goes mm-hmm. and so <laughs> Nukas is like you're going to tell me where these comics are, where this lost comic is. And uh, Les is like, I don't know where it is. So Nukas fucking zaps him to a point where like <laughs> Les seizes and then just like stops and goes, the number you have dialed has been disconnected. Please Literally. hang up and try again. That is what he says to Nukas. Yeah. Uh, we cut away from that over to Hillhurst and uh, the monster's are hanging out and they're all wearing uh like um oh pith hats yeah they, well they come bursting in the or, is this when they're leaving or coming they leave and then they come back as the kids are talking where right. they, they leave and they've got like a big stretch of bamboo between them and they're just like they're chanting, chanting like them. meat meat that's what Frankie's <laughs> chanting good on feet meat meat, meat. good on feet <laughs> No Frankie, it's not fetish Friday. <laughs> Friday, Friday. Starts violently masturbating. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, God damn it. Um, they come back into the door and they've got art fortunes in like a uh, spit roasting, like hog tied to the to the spike. And uh the much ki- like the opening to Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Yes. <laughs> and uh the kids chase the monsters off, the monsters go get stuck in the spinning door in the spinning uh uh, uh library door, um bookshelf door. And the uh, the uh the I thought oh man, we had I thought we had a funny name for it. Never mind. Uh, uh not Griffin, uh Cameron, edit this out. <laughs> 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 There's it's I'm sure we had a door for it. I a door for it. God damn it. I'm sure we had a name for it. Put the candle back. It's the bad door. Uh, so uh, the kids finally, they go, they let Art go. And uh, they're like talking to Art. And he's like, uh, they're like, Art, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I had an appointment. And they're like, Yeah. With who? And Les Fortunes barges in, he's like, Hey brother What's good, brother? You just settled yourself up with an appointment for my twenty-four inch pythons. <laughs> and that's the the holcomaniac truth. I don't I don't fucking remember what his Either catchphrases way. were. <laughs> uh so like as Les walks in the door he steps on the crustacean catcher yeah. and falls down into a laundry basket. In front of little ghoul who's beating him over the head with a broom. Well, uh, to be fair, he was all up in her delicates. Yes, <laughs> and uh... that's my bras. Everyone's like, wear bras? Aren't you a cloak like just on top of a, a Lovecraftian horror? Yeah, she's a, a a cloak covering a portal into the netherworld. <laughs> yeah, and so Art and the kids and Flabber go downstairs and they're like trying to figure out what Les wants. And Les is like, remember we made that kick-ass comic back in the day. And then a bunch of stuff happened that we're not going to talk about. Like me going to <laughs> yeah. prison and then getting released by a bunch of horrible monsters. Like um, horrible monsters. Uh, like it. I got it. Hey! hey, Cameron edited bells and whistles for at least uh, <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> now that that's over. <laughs> uh, <woo! laughs> Glad I had enough time to watch an episode of my favorite anime. I'm not saying what it is. (laughs) Oh, fine. So, uh, Art is like, yes, yeah, okay, we made this really cool comic. Les is like, we should publish it together. You know, it's been a long time. We're brothers. I'm trying to aid these evil monsters into destroying your best friends. Mm -hmm. It's totally fine. Everything's chill. Let's let's get into the publishing biz. Only doing this so I don't go back to jail with – you know, there's no guarantee that this newfound less fortunes I will uh, bring that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Art's like, ah, yeah, mm, I don't know. And the kids in Flabber are like, fuck that guy. Don't do it. He's sketchy as shit. He's just going to break your heart again, darling. <laughs> You're better than that trash. <laughs> like, Thanks, Mom. She's living in an upstairs <laughs> hill <Hillhurst. laughs> It's misfortunes. Yeah. <laughs> That, I, why do I get a feeling like they're gonna completely mess that up? <laughs> Neither of them have a wife named, or a wife, or a daughter, or sister, or anything uh, named Fit Misfortunes, Misfortunes, I'm sorry, but it's about your sons. Oh god, what happened? I'm afraid they're cartoonists. <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens!
1: <laughs>
0: so, Art's finally like, no, we're not gonna do this. It's not going to work. Get the fuck out of this house, you crazy lunatic man. <laughs> so Les starts to leave, and uh, or he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking leave. You're going to – like, we're going to make this book. And Flabber just goes, monsters? Wolfie, get him. Mums, he's all yours. And yeah, it's Les- like a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse call-out <laughs> scene for, like, all the Hiller's monsters. But you don't see any of them. Nope. He gets chased out the door. Well, he runs, and then it's like – a solid 30 seconds behind him comes, like, the kids, and then Flabber. Yeah, Flabber, and then the monsters. And then the after monsters. He's like <laughs> the, after he's already in the yard. Because yeah. he, like, walks out the front oh, door, right. and he hears the monsters talking, and his pants fly down, and he's he in jumps his boxers. And get yanked off of him. Yep. So he just runs uh, barefoot in his boxers Ugh. down the orchard lane. Uh, as the monsters and flabber and all the kids like look out and, and cackle at him in his uh stripped glory, it's a really horrible shame to see such even felons you know they they have guaranteed human rights you know they get they get fed uh three square meals um they get a place to sleep they get a guarantee of safety that Granted, a little hard to keep up whenever we, like, you know, stuff our private prisons full of both people who shouldn't be there and uh, people who don't care. Yeah, and cartoonists. The most violent of offenders. (laughs) Um, God damn it, Butch Hartman. (laughs) Your day will come. Uh, No, Butch Hartman's not going to get in trouble. He's going to be like a Charles Manson type situation. like, Uh, no, I'm telling you, all of my followers in Christ just thought that I should have like, been in charge of everything, and they decided to Kill everyone that didn't subscribe to my new Christian streaming service. (laughs) Yeah. Danny Phantom ten years later just keeps getting darker and darker. (laughs) I would love to see, like, a couple of his IPs ripped from him and, like, turned against him. Like like how the Simpsons and Family Guy have the clauses Mm -hmm. where they're like, yeah, so we can basically trash on Fox nonstop. Yep. And they're like, all right, bet, because, like... You're He's the making reason his money. You're, yeah, we we get so many viewers. It's like double what we normally. Need. Yeah, <laughs> like just for it's one too night. Bad. Too bad that policy didn't extend to Disney. Right. Uh, although, it it, like The Simpsons, at least have made some fun of it. Uh yeah. Like I like their one of their first intro gags uh, where they like made fun of it um, on top of uh, The Simpsons movie be- right before they got bought, um, where. <sighs> what is it, uh, Bart has a bra on his head and he's like, look at me, I'm an evil mascot of a headless corporation or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, somebody got, like, the letter in the mail off, with, with like, the buying uh, buyout offer, yeah. and they were like, oh, no, fuck this. Alright, here we go. Last, last chance. Uh, so, uh, Speaking so of last chances, <laughs> Nukas is uh, sharpening his sword on a, uh, on a, uh, well, on a sharpening stone, on a, like a pedal sharpening Which stone. we can only assume that it is not graded for uh, soft metals. Uh, no. Um, and like, <laughs> he's doing this, but he's like leaning forward, and the, the horn of his Triceratops chest looks like it is just grinding against this stone. Hey, you know, we've all been there, man. Sometimes you got your chest protruding a little bit, it gets... Caught in the grinder, it happens. It doesn't fix anything, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> For those of who you who don't from know, from chest <laughs> protrusion. <laughs> Looks like a Triceratops. <laughs> Fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Nukas is like, don't worry about it, because uh, Les is freaking out. He's like, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't get Art to sign on. It's not going to work. All this is fucked. And, uh, Les is, or Nucas is like, no worries, it's all a part of my plan. And I guess the uh, the plan the whole time has been that uh Les would go and tell Art that he's looking for the comic, tell Art that he wants to work together and they should find it, Art would reject him, and then uh Les would um tie in like Les would come back and Art would still go looking for the comics. I guess that was the plan the whole time. See, so yeah, I guess the, the plan all along was that Art would go looking for the comic because <coughs> Les came and talked to him about it, Yeah, which is like, you know, as as far as like Nukas and stuff goes, solid plan, uh-huh. not the worst thing that they could do. Yeah. I um, mean, <laughs> they, they've had some pretty dumb ones. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a good. Uh, what are we at? Like. 80 fucking episodes now of, like, bad plans, mm-hmm. so it's alright. Um, so, it, as after they get done cackling about this, uh, we see Art and uh, the kids are out in a, what is apparently lesson Art's backyard, or at some point was mm-hmm. their backyard, and it's got, uh, it's just, like, filled with, like, tiny trees and potholes, and there's this big fence. It's very clearly, like, off of a highway somewhere it doesn't yeah. look like a real backyard um and the kids and uh art are like we're never gonna we're never gonna find it there's just you know way too much yard it's just not gonna work yeah. and uh the kids are like oh uh, beetles could find it that could work right so yeah the, and kids, we've been. <laughs> the kids are like yeah uh bugs can find them you know beetles Notoriously good at tracking things. Yeah, much like Hufflepuffs, they're notoriously good finders. <laughs> so they uh, they they bug out and they turn into the Beatles and they they <laughs> they break up forty years later and it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> the Beetleborgs just played their last concert on top of their recording studio tonight, and uh, so we get what looks like the uh burrowing shots of the monster from um a week or two ago the, where it's uh, uh very hungry caterpillars? Yes. Uh and it's literally just like the uh the like prop of the beetles uh in a weird tunnel thing of them digging around. Yeah, two very different shots composited on top of each other, shots, two very different CGI creations overlaid. Yeah. Um, it's funny. The rock or the dirt looks like it. So the bugs already look fake. Mm-hmm. And then the rock somehow looks faker. And it doesn't help make the bug look any more real it just no. makes everything look that much more fake <laughs> and the kids are somehow still communicating to each other even though they're like oh, yeah. underground and well, on the other sides of the yard bugs also known for their sense of telepathy that's yes. why they have the antennae oh, I, I always forget yeah. about that it's for that and for sports talk radio that <laughs> always if you need sports betting advice um, for baseball you want to go to those. find it. the nearest June bug yeah, uh, well, uh, June bugs. Um, but the problem is, uh, they're usually betting too, so they like get a little lost in the sauce. If you get a little, if you get an old June bug, it can maybe like uh, not be as reliable. But black beetles, they stayed their toes out of the pot. They're like, no, no, no. Like we, we get the gossip. We know what's real and what's not. The black beetles, man, they know all about baseball. It checks out. Yeah, for hockey though, snails. Oh, for some reason, those guys—they're just like enamored with guys Mm -hmm. on skates. Yeah, they just—I have a thing for the pucks. Yeah, that has to be—they fucks with the pucks. Yeah, cheap bastards. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, So the kids are bearing around, and we get a like. There's a weird overhead shot of uh art like looking down at the ground and there's like these molehills appearing uh drew and roland bump into each other art thinks that's the funniest shit that's ever happened in the world yeah. well it looks like they're just setting off landmines that are buried underneath the ground it's just and, like, uh, poof. joe uh runs into a a, a box he hits something solid he's like bunk i think i found it they dig it up with just it's sp- a box labeled mr mittens let's open it up <laughs> They dig it up with just sticks they found lying around. You know, a famous uh, digging tool that's never needed uh, um, uh, improved upon or innovated throughout all of mankind's history a stick. No. Not at all. They Uh, used that to make the Chrysler building. They dug that foundation with sticks. I had heard that before. That's why construction takes so long. (laughs) (laughs) Pounding away at the asphalt with sticks. (laughs) Man, you know they should really put a piece of metal on the end of this and smacks him upside the head. That kind of talking will get you put in jail, Fred. And we'll talk like that in these parts. Now keep digging. It's a good union job, don't fuck it up. So, uh, they, they find this like trash can looks like they put, you know, Rita Repulsa and Finster in it 10,000 <laughs> years ago and they open it up and there's a bunch of the, uh, canned snakes, uh, that pop up, you know, little spring uh, snakes pop out from the can of nuts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, it's funny. I guess it, it's funny, ha ha, not funny, oh. Well, they also like <laughs> they CG the snakes coming out, but then they show the like stuffed snakes laying on the ground, mm-hmm. and on one of them is the lost comic, which is a cover in two pages. Yeah. It's the pages we saw at the well, beginning and of the show. it changes because sometimes when somebody's holding it it's obviously like 10 to 15 pages. Mm-hmm. But then whenever anytime somebody's actually showing it to somebody it's only 3 pages yeah. of content. Yeah. Like the it, back cover is the last thing we see. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, uh, the cover is the it's it's called the Astral Sword and it has a kid, the the sword on it and then Roboborg down in the corner and then you turn a page and there's the the 8 Coins uh, for the, the Astroborgs and the Ma- Mantrons. And then I there's another page. Which, that, that page looks kind of like a, yeah, like a choose fighter thing. Yeah. Which I think it would be a really fun game. And uh, so uh, they are, you know, obviously celebrating. But this whole time, Horbel uh, and Vylor have been spying on them. So they know that they've got the comic now. Nukas teleports in, and he's like, yeah, spooky, scary, I've been spying on you. <laughs> and... Good, I can't get off unless you know about my voyeurism. <laughs> so he's like, you know, uh, fucks, the fuck sneak attacks, they don't know we're here. The crustacean jet fighters attack! And the fucking bugs come flying in. Terrorist maneuver number five! <laughs> so the kids are like, hey, uh... Okay, we'll transform. So they 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 Borg, and uh, song counter goes up to eighty-seven. Borg out with me tonight. Borg out. It's my uh, favorite '90s cover song. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Flabber Company is gonna make you lots of money. So yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, it's real bo- real Borg fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the joke I was stalling for. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, they call the Beatle Battle Station, um, and uh, they... Oh, yeah, I they also, jump. <laughs> yeah, they jump into uh, <laughs> the cockpits. And they, they, everyone does, like, so there are two sounds. It's like they were directed, all right, all, all, all right. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember any of the uh, uh, actors' names. Um, Herbie? Herbie, yeah. All right, Herbie, so what, what we need from you right now is a jump... And then a landing, okay? Can you do that? Yeah, sure thing. No problem. We do that a million times a day. Let's do it. Kia! up! Uh. <sighs> all right, perfect. Wait, that's that was like my warm-up, I thought. We didn't... No, that that was perfect, Herbie. Just keep it going. All right. Like, all of the, the jumps are, like, kind of solid, but then, like, the landings are like, huh, like, you know, it's like they need some more direction. Like, no, like, you're landing on your ass in a seat. Like, you just <laughs> launched yourself 20 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh... Just hearing three times in a row. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Much like a fighting game. Yeah, it is. God, it does. Their <laughs> sound effects always sound like a fighting game of just like a static noise that's yeah, getting replayed. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Borg. <laughs> that's like the one actual voice animated line in the game. Yeah. And it's like all like eight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the kids, they uh, shoot down all of the... Uh, crustacean jet fighters, all the crustacean jet. Oh things, yeah, you got uh, tanks. Herbie is Herbie. Oh god, now it's the only name I can remember. Roland. Uh, Roland is down on the ground fighting the the caterpillar dudes, while the other two are taking out sky support. <laughs> they, they got a real yeah. Uh, they got uh, the flying uh, testicles on. Excuse me. They got a real grasp on um uh uh, uh, uh fuck crowd crowd control tactics yes. for these terrorist situations. Yeah. Uh they they've you know, they've worked it out. They've got thirty years of experience now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh they defeat all of the uh crustacean jet fighters, but then uh Joe sees somehow from her uh or her HUD in the in her A V Ladybugs, notorious for their eagle eyes. Yeah. She sees that uh, the, the Lost Comic and Art are in trouble, and that Les <laughs> is trying to yank it out of his hands. Oh, no, the Lost Comic's in trouble, and also Art, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Literally how it is. <laughs> uh, uh, the guy that we end off every meeting with, like, oh, man, we're so glad we we're so good friends. Let's talk soon. Oh, yeah, that guy, he's, he can die, I guess. We never see until he gets kidnapped for the fifth time. Which, it's still... So, like... Did Les go through the Hillhurst monsters and be like, Hey, are you, like, his handlers? <laughs> I tried his agents, and they just asked me where I was and wouldn't take yeah. anything besides my location. Who coordinated the meeting to at yeah. Hillhurst and between... A a, a uh, an ex con hiding from presumably hiding from the law in the basement of a cemetery, mm-hmm. and uh, the like world renowned comic book creator. <laughs> yeah, it's like Stan Lee getting kidnapped by monsters. <laughs> that normally don't even leave the mansion for any reason. And yeah, all of a sudden this is a special case where they got to go kidnap their bestie. It's we, weird. We can't ask for explanations we, every time. We need a an animated modern remake where they show like that whole B side of <laughs> Flabber like playing more of that net neutral, like, hey, you know, I can let you out of those handcuffs if you give me that sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, something like playing both sides. Yeah. Because he is a bi icon. Indeed. Don't tell Billy. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, the the kit the um the Chris the crustaceans are just like standing behind less as he tries to yank the comic away from art the beetleboards are just standing behind art finally they both grab on to their fortune of choosing (laughs) and pull and the comic like kind of rips in half they just get like a couple pages Mm -hmm. and uh the kids get the astral sword and uh Less and the crustaceans get the coins, which you would think that okay, you need the sword in order to use the coins, and the bad guys are like, huh, nuts to that!" Let's see, should we go with the Watchamahazits or the hootie Doodles? Watchamahazits, hoodle Doodles, and they hoodly doodle it out. They just throw the coins out and they turn into these assholes. Yeah, they they summon the uh, I, I uh, like they summon the coins and. Nukas is just holding both of them, and I guess the coins themselves can just summon the creatures. So we get uh, the, like, uh, he says, Mantrons arise, and they all appear, um, and then... Go Mantrons, average man's in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of, like, teleport and, like, phase away, and we're back at Hillhurst. The kids and Flabber are talking to Art. And they're like, Flabber, you you got to get us this fucking sword, or we're fucked. Like you've got to give it to us, please. We need a new, we need a nuclear deterrent. Give it to us, Daddy. flap, flap, flap. So, uh, Flabber's like, I guess I could do that. Bippity boppity, hoopity boo. And uh, <laughs> oh man, the, so the second part of that, the hoopity boo part. <laughs> um, he says something about make me the lord of this sword or something. He, like yeah, that. he says like. Like, <coughs> I've got the power. I've... Smoke some flour. <laughs> <laughs> Make me the lord of this astral sword. Yeah. And then the sword pops pops up and uh, pops up into Drew's arms and he's Which, holding it. Billy, darling, I know you're listening. If you, Like, you've got to drop us a DM. We won't say it, confirm it on air or anything. Just kidding, other viewers will totally tell you. But... If you ever used that as a euphemism, like, during the Whoopi times, just, you know, let us know. Just private message us, baloney on rye. We'll know what it means. No one (laughs) else will know, so you're safe. But baloney on rye. The Whoopi times is my favorite saga of the Catholic Church. (laughs) That's, uh... Just just outside of normal times, but right before Lent. (laughs) (laughs) I, I heard that uh, it's actually what caused the troubles, Ireland. Entirely, <laughs> entirely <possibly. laughs> retroactively. Too much welfare, too little potatoes. <laughs> well, depending on who you ask. <laughs> so, uh, like, they're talking about how the sword—they can't do anything with the sword. They open this compartment on the bottom at like the uh, like the uh, the coin plate. slot, if you will. Yeah. And it's literally just a cylinder perfectly the size for it, eight quarters. It looks like a uh, one of those, like, stupid-ass piggy banks you get as a kid. Like, yeah. oh, it's a sword, so it'll make you want to, like, save money because it's cool, and you'll remember it. Instead, it's like, oh, no, now my child has a weapon with 200 quarters <laughs> in it. Like, he has he's slowly built up muscle training so he can wield this five-pound <laughs> sword. <laughs> And like Joe's holding it, she's pointing out that we need the coins. Otherwise, this thing's useless. Which it's still a sword. I feel like it should still be like a powerful weapon. It's just not. Yeah, it's like one of those uh, uh, vibrating mattresses from what the love hotels do. It's like, <laughs> sure, if you don't have any quarters, it sucks. But still, think of all of the gross things living <laughs> inside there, and you can still use it as a mallet. <laughs> they don't take it into wet. They don't take it into the battle. After this. Yeah. which like. It's kind of have it, <laughs> Yeah. They, they tell Flabber to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. But before that, Joe is holding on to it. She just like clicks it open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you remember the scene in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, whenever they crack open the mermaid egg and it's all like. Aah! It's much like that, um, except for, you know, put it underwater and hear a, a riddle. It's just more like, you know, your ears bleed, your eyes bleed, we all bleed for ice cream. Mm-hmm. And you die. It plays like this weird little 8-bit music. It sounds like it's literally from a toy. Yeah, and everybody, like, stops and just kind of, like, jams to it for a minute. And yeah, Flavor and Fangula are, like, straight up dancing and grooving. And it's, like, totally not, like, it's it's a 16-bit song and not even one from, like, a Super Nintendo game that you'd be like, Yeah, it's a bop. Like, this ain't F-Zero. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a phone ringtone noise, like a default. <laughs> oh, my jam! Yeah, I'll turn that shit up! It, it's fucking... It's definitely like this... The toy does this when you open it and expose the Fabergé egg heart of it all. Yeah. but you, It's the Daedric heart you have to target if you want to kill it. Yeah, we have to explain this somehow. <laughs> oh, just have Joe open it and f- it makes a noise no, don't talk about it. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, it'd be one thing if, like, oh, everyone fell asleep and cut to them waking up. Like, okay, so you've got, like, a, a roofie on a stick. Yeah. Like, well, that's something. And right after this, Flabber has a, a, a crystal ball, and he's like, the Mantrons are attacking the city. And I thought that the tone from the sword was that alert. It was like, oh, oh yeah. the, the coins are close, because the Mantrons, like, the Mantrons are nearby. No. Oh. Used Chuck Testa, <laughs> damn it. Flabber just used his scrying ball. <laughs> it was his plant here, and uh, in that he saw one small hobbit who must be the ring bearer. <laughs> but little did he know, for he was deceived, for that hobbit was Pippin took. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the kids are like, alright, fuck it, we're gonna Borg again. So we shoot to 88 on the song counter 88 songs per hour <laughs> what did I tell you and they uh, head over to uh, the warehouse district of uh, southern Tokyo I mean <laughs> uh, and uh, they're gonna go fight the Mantrons <laughs> right behind the anchovy market <laughs> The Mantrons get one of the, like, most badass openings, like... Dude, all of... With the character design, the way that all the suits actually look, like, fresh, unlike some of them, you can tell, had a little bit of, uh, like, love put back into them. Yeah, these guys, like, Scorpio's all shiny, bee guy's all horny, I mean, shiny, um, Mantis guy's there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, yeah. Who's that guy? Lightning? C- centipix. Centi- oh, he's a centipede. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, the centipede's the dude that I'm pre- – I, like, I think I might have also had a toy of him because seeing him now, like, I'm pretty sure I saw, like, he, tra- he was another transformer kind of thing, but that wouldn't make sense unless they transform into something. Uh, he looks like – he would because he has the centipede legs all around. So, like, if you laid him on the ground, he just yeah. looks like a centipede. Which I could just be confusing it with one of the Beetleborgs that I know I for sure had. Yeah. True, I think. But yeah, I, I, I love the centipede guy's design. He looks like uh, something out of Zelda uh, concept art. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it looks like the right combination of armor and uh, uh, organic. Yeah. That's uh, these, they. They look, they stand apart very drastically from all the monsters of the week that we've had. Um, They do kind of echo that Shadowborg-esque design of, like, they're very clearly, uh, what if the Beetleborgs were a centipede, a praying mantis, a hornet, and a scorpion? (laughs) Uh, And I kind of dig that. Like, um, a a brief description of each of them. Uh, Scorpix is, like, bright red, like, looks like a lobster, uh, has one giant meaty claw and uh like a his head looks like a scorpion itself his helmet looks like a scorpion yeah, like and has a eyes stinger stinger where the eyes are yeah uh has a little stinger that comes up around the back like a ponytail it's a very cute ponytail yeah uh it's a uh, which his they all have belts yeah they look very common rider-esque yeah like I asked Cameron earlier. I thought that the B guy was definitely a Common Rider thing at one point. It's uh, like, if not a, a one of the heroes, I thought a villain suit or something because he looks like two Common Rider. Yeah, boys. there's a um in uh, a Common Rider um Ka- uh, in um the one with the weird grub dudes, right? The one with the Zectors, yeah. Uh, um, uh, um, it's not Kabuto. It's um.
1: Not oh god damn it!
0: <laughs> it's um uh... no, oh, it is Kabuto. I was right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Common Rider Kabuto, and it's it's Common Rider the B. Mm-hmm. Um, looks very much like. Oh, I love his because he was the ranged guy, right? That was a yeah. shooter weapon. Yeah, he had like the the little like hornet bee thing that clicked onto his wrist. It was a Fett wrist rocket. Yeah, and it yeah, it flipped Herbona around Fett. and it yeah. would shoot. Uh, very cool. One of my favorite writer designs. Um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so uh, Scorpix um kind of has like, like a classic common rider design. Yeah. Um uh, Centipix um is like very cool, very like looks like a classic sci-fi like uh, robot on the helmet. Um literally just like a centipede with arms and legs. Uh, Although, because he's got like those head pincers that make him look like he's got like a water buffalo. Yeah. That's uh, why I keep thinking he's different like yeah. than the others because I'm like, oh, what is he, like a buffalo or well, something? It is it is very like, because like centipedes aren't insects. They're something different because of their... They're arthropods, right? Yeah, they're arthropods, but they're separate from insects and arachnids because, mm-hmm. you know, they have 100 legs. Um, So he like stands out anyway because of that. Um, and then mantix looks even more common rider esque in my opinion because he's got these giant insectoid eyes, uh, the mandibles on the bottom of the jaw. Uh, ah, uh, and then his arms have these like the mantis blades on them. Yeah, they're uh, they look like they're heavily inspired by like that like scythes basically. Yeah, but you see it a lot in like the Asian like the ninja nin, uh, ninjitsu weaponry whatever. Yeah, which looks. <laughs> we joked about Kamen Rider O's because of the, you know, chasing the coins. But that's literally... <laughs> this is an O's form, yeah, like, which is 100% I the... I mean, uh, it's to be expected. Gata Whenever Kiriba. Tokusatsu has been going... They've got, like, 50 years of, like, using just the same general ideas of, like, mantises and mantids and spiders yeah. and grasshoppers and stuff like that. You can only do it so many different ways. Because, like, you change it up too much and it stops looking like a mantis and at that point it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe use something else, but whatever. It's not like there are millions of different types of insects out there. It is cool that they've, they've like, just brought in a bunch of different fucking bugs for Mm -hmm. it. Like, I I like that. It's feeling Um, more toku for sure, starting now. And then Hornix, uh, again, like, he looks like Kamen Rider the bee. Uh, One of his arms, his right arm, is just a giant bee stinger. Um, and by that, I mean, it looks like a full thorax yeah. and the stinger on the end as like a like a I'm assuming it's also a projectile, mm-hmm. but it looks like he just like fucking punch you <laughs> with a giant trench spike, which I think is why I think it's more like uh, inspired by like the Japanese hornet specifically, because it's like they have those really fat asses. Yeah. And they also shoot stingers out of their asses. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a, a Mega Man villain. Yeah. Oh, it so does. Like, I'm not fighting you until after I beat the fire dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all kind of look a little bit like Which Mega Man. Which is like Mega Man. a fire dude. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, we got a little rock, paper, scissors thing going here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scorp- Scorpix is bright red. Uh, Hornix is black and yellow. Uh, all black and yellow. Mantix is, uh, like, shades of bright green. And Centipix is, like, a weird dark blue-purple color. He's onyx and red. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I, I dig these designs. I think... They're going to be kind of uh, standout villain designs. I, I like them even more than the crustaceans. Normally. I was going to say I'm probably going to like them a lot better than the lineup we've had since the yeah. Magnivores got the boot. I kind of like them a little bit more than Shadow Borg just because they do look different. That they look more like they would fit with the Juka b fighter suits. They yeah. look more like the season one suits yeah. because they're colorful, right? And you know the current Beetleborg suits are like silver, golden metallic purple. Yeah, they're shiny, but they're not very, like, neon. Like, yeah. They're not vibrant. Um, But I really like them. They all have, like, really cool fighting styles and uh, attacks. It's... The footage for this fight was, like, very bad quality it was very much like some of the worst quality japanese footage we've seen them use so far although whenever they jumped in on the scene they had their explosion happen around them so come on that's got to add like 10 million points according to filmmaking school (laughs) that i totally went to and uh centipix like has like a cannon open up out of his chest and he yells like just like the natural centipedes want to do yeah um, I hear about those Midwestern centipedes and their giant chess cannons. Yeah, you think that they're crazy in South America, like Brazil? Pfft, come on, no. no. Step up to the Midwest. <laughs> so the only like, thing that'll fight him is a possum. So <laughs> make sure you have <laughs> one on hand. <laughs> like opens up, sticks out this like cannon thingy, and he just goes, "It's a whole new ball game," and it shoots a like energy ball at the kids Which, and blasts them away. I appreciated the timing of this scene. I feel like a lot of times they kind of, like, drag it out to show, like, reactions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, typical Japanese fighting in general is, like, it's a little bit slowed down, like, so they can talk and whatever, like, like anime fights mm-hmm. um, But this felt like it was so quick. It was like, all right, we're here. Ha it's Shit's different, bitch. <laughs> and just, like, nuked them. And they're like, oh, it's different. Like, yeah. it set the pace very well, I think. Yeah. And the kids run away. Like, the, the Beetleborgs retreat, which oh, they've bitches. not done in a while. Yeah. Um, they've not done like since Shadowborg. They didn't lose their powers or anything this time. <laughs> I felt through I felt that through the adult Japanese male covering my body. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, so, uh, um, I think it's uh, Scorpix goes back to Nukas down in the cat in the uh, catacombs and explains, we've got the Beetleborgs on the run. And he's like, right, good job, you're better than that fucking cartoonist I've been hiring. <laughs> and uh, because you know they're completely unrelated yeah absolutely uh, meanwhile back at Hillhurst um, the kids are like trying to figure out what they're going to do they've still got the astral sword Flabber gives it back to them he says oh, we held on to this but you're on your fucking own kid mm-hmm. uh, and they're like you know we got knocked down but it's it's not I got about up again. <laughs> yeah literally ain't one's going to bog us down <laughs> like it's not, you know, the, the, the merits of a hero aren't measured by how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up and what you do when you get knocked down. All those, all yeah, those. Yeah, uh, yeah, With great metallics comes great bastardization of a great original concept. I get it. I think that's how it went. <laughs> Uncle Flabber told us so. <laughs> Uncle Flab's cabin. Oh. <laughs> so, um, Art is trying to sneak out of Hillhurst and Flabber's like, Art, buddy. Where are you going? Why are you leaving so soon, boy? <laughs> we <I laughs> have such sights to show you. <laughs> and Art's like, "Oh no, I just have uh somewhere I gotta be." And prostate exam. <laughs> and then he falls through the uh, trap door, the crustacean catcher, the bamboo pit from Vietnam <laughs> that Claver brought back. The tiger, with trap. The tiger trap. Tiger yeah, trap. <laughs> the like kids kind of laugh, but like don't held <laughs> her abuse this is the first time witnessing it in person we're kind of traumatized and don't know how to react <laughs> and flapper just like looks and he's just like just like his brother <laughs> and flapper like slaps his leg laughing like high fives drew even though roland's the one who made a joke earlier like it's so <laughs> weird like it and then it, that's the end but it like didn't feel like there wasn't like raucous laughter or anything, it's usually there yeah, is. Yeah, it felt like after their defeat it was setting it up to be a part two of like, yeah. oh man, what are we going to do with an arts maybe like, alright gang I got a plan, kind of like what they did with the uh, Shadow Borg or whatever. Yeah, um, Or Borg Slayer. Yeah. And uh, it didn't. It felt like they decided to cut it off, maybe for like syndication or something. I would assume. Um, I, it's, it, it's an obvious. It odd very choice. much felt like they wanted to make a multi-parter. Or yeah, I mean, because if this was a multi-parter, what you would do is you would end it with them being like, you know, we're going to get back up and we're going to be right back at it. And then, like, that's... Vegeta, if you get knocked off that horse, you got to get right back up and eat that horse. <laughs> uh, and then the end credits scene is just the monsters, uh, like, in their hunting gear again, running around. Which they the... don't stay in that very long. No. They're, like, they're all jumbled up, and then they go out... Because they're in, like, the library, right? Mm -hmm. We're looking at it like we're facing the door. Yeah, like we're facing the foyer. Yeah. And uh, they, they, like, leave, and they all, like, individually come back one by one, just, like, in their regular shit, right? Yeah. It's... Sorry, that was, like, five hours ago. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. We paused for, uh, you know, (laughs) half a day. Uh, Katie was in here for a long time. I know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was... I don't... the, The episode was good. Uh... But it felt like the Hillhurst stuff this time—usually the Hillhurst stuff, I think, does better. This time, I think the Hillhurst stuff suffered a lot because it really—outside of a place for Art and Les to meet and go and talk, it was really just a dialogue location. It didn't feel like there needed to be as much involvement of the monsters and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It was like they just had to cram it in. Which I think—I feel like they've utilized that better yeah uh, where they use it as like a as a secondary location which you never go to um but it it didn't work it, it worked about the same as they do it every time they try to cram yeah. two things like this together like i'm kind of surprised at this point that they haven't kind of figured out just a plug and play formula with how to get this generic setup going like they, it's really simple like i mean i'm i'm sure we say that and then like if we were tasked to do this for two seasons oh yeah like, I mean, we'd have some trouble well fitting in footage that wasn't even ours yeah and that that's definitely like they only fit in a little bit of the japanese footage of the main mm-hmm. like that last fight cuz the first fight was yeah. uh the first fight with the i guess we got japanese footage of the the um avs and the oh. jet fighters and stuff too but most of the footage of the Beetleborgs um, outside of the Mantron fight was original, but... <laughs> so, they're the birds and the worms. <laughs> and, uh, just, just, like, the sex talk. That's how you remember it. The yeah. birds and the worms. And, I, I don't know, it was... It was a good episode. It... I'm really hoping... And I, I think cause I, the next episode is titled, like, um... Uh, Rise of the Dragonborn, or yeah. something like dragon that. Board. Enter the Dragonborn because it's a Bruce Lee title. Yeah, um, which sounds really good. Like yeah, that I sounds like going to be, be Bug fights on a ship going to an island for people to beat each other up on. at yeah. the beginning of this. Wait, that wasn't that was into the Dragon, right? I think so. All I remember is a praying mantis get it, getting its candy ass handed to him. on a uh, ship. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's not like all I remember the from the movie, dragon. but from that part yeah. of the movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think the next few episodes are I don't know how I think this is like a four or five episode arc. I think it's going to be uh stuff like this where it's a lot of introducing a new toy. Yeah. Um and then some like decent Japanese footage of the Astroborgs and the Mantrons. I think we get introduced to the Astroborg kind of one at a time. Like next episode is um enter the dragon Borg, and i don't think all of the dragon all of the astroborgs pop up at once so are the Astral Borgs going to kind of be like a a monster of the week type thing i think so Maybe use more sparingly yeah of course, I, like four. I don't know if cuz i know like in you know in the lost comic they're meant to be good guys right i don't know if they fight the beetleborgs first and the beetleborgs have to like defeat them get the coin use them for mm-hmm. good that's kind of how it feels like if it's going to go. If smart, that's the way that they're going. Yeah. Because that's the way that they could at least write a semi-engaging, overarching storyline. Yeah. But, but, but you have been is. doing this a while. Yeah. Let's it's be real. I can see them that totally the, not doing that. Yeah. What will probably happen is within the next episode or two... I don't know, one of the crustaceans will drop a coin or something yeah, like I bet that. bet every episode or every episode, every like so many episodes, they're going to be like, all right, this episode, we just got to figure out a way to get a coin into their hands. And it's not going to be like a like a like a, an anime or Japanese. Like, it's not going to be like, a, oh, yeah, you got to defeat them. And they'll just be like, oh, that's where the creative writing comes in is how do they defeat them? Mm-hmm. It's all right. How are they going to pull their pants down? Yeah, it's going to be something lame. Probably, but I don't know. I think this was a good episode. Uh, we don't have a monster to put on the Monster Menagerie this week, because um, none of the Mantrons got defeated. she just got their asses handed to them. Yeah, and it wouldn't be very right to put all of the brand new villains that are going to be sticking around for a while. Yeah, That's, I assume we've got soon. five or six episodes until they're all, all right. defeated. Which, outside of uh, average man, or... you. He- uh, he's yeah. still our number one as far well, as I know. But outside of him, unless uh, one is defeated, we can't rank them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless their story's been told completely. Yeah, he's and the only one. Uh, it's not confirmed. you got to see a body or a soul sucked into a comic. Yeah, he and uh, – well, technically Monster Fangula, although they did defeat oh, Monster Fangula. Yeah. And then he just – instead of going into the comic, he turned back into yeah. Fangula. They're, they're – There are special cases both ways. Yeah, but uh, they have to win the fight at least. That has to be like the last appearance of that monster. There's obviously going to be other altercations in the future for these guys. Uh, So we don't have a Metallic Monster Menagerie ad for this week, but we do need to uh, rank it on a scale of uh, bronze, silver, or gold. What if this week's monster was you, the viewers at home? That's every week's that's true. That's that is just a cop out. You're the monster in my closet, viewers. <laughs> I don't know it's what that. It's not means. a bad sign off for like a horror podcast, isn't like it? Night vale or something. Yeah. Um. So I'm thinking. Good fright, viewers. Good fright. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking a, a silver. Yeah, for this episode. I'm not because it doesn't justify a bronze at all. i Yeah. Feel like. Oh no! 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 Like if the plan was if good. If Nick were here, which he wouldn't w- want to talk this down, I'm sure. He would be bringing it up to the silver yeah. status, too. But, um, if, save for the straw man, sake of the, sake of the straw man argument, Nick. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryan. Oh, hold on, your mic's off there, bud. Hi. Oh yeah, Ryan. It's a real great night to be here. Um. So, like, let's say for the sake of argument that you, yeah, that's me. I'm Nick. Uh, you, you said that it would be a bronze, and I think I, I would be able to compromise on a high bronze. Oh wow, you're a real dumb piece of shit. All right, that's enough, of Nick, for tonight. <laughs> um, God damn it, Nick! I was ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's. I think the problem is I don't like rating it when it has such an incomplete. Uh. Ness, whatever <laughs> it's it's such an incomplete story it's not at this point. Yeah, it's not very self-contained um, even though it tries to be which like fair enough uh that's something that i think would make the show better is having more overarching plots kind of like what we used to have in the beginning mm-hmm. um you know consequences that change but i know that doesn't make for syndicatable tv as yeah. much <laughs> oh excuse me but um yeah no silver yeah Definitely doesn't justify a, a gold. No. Um, maybe if like we put the whole arc together, it would be a gold, much like you know, the Borg Slayer yeah. and shit like that. I, I think there might be a couple. Um, supposedly, some of the, the Astro Borg stuff is really good or really fun. At least, the Rebel Borg stuff popping up, people seem to really like. So I I feel like maybe we get some focus on some of those. Maybe some more American footage of the Mantrons or the Astro Borgs. Yeah. Uh, then maybe that's when we end up having the... Okay, we're we're gonna hit a gold on you because I feel like we're gonna hit a gold or two in this a saga in this arc. Oh yeah, um, maybe that's but being optimistic. You're telling me that we're not gonna hit a gold in all of the padding to the end that they're gonna be shoving down our throats after this arc. Yeah, all the all the padding <laughs> to the uh, disappointing ending of Metallics. I I really think that this is gonna be the uh, there's like there's this and then I think there might be one other period of time where it's really because um, there's one thing that's coming up I think after the Astroborg arc that I know about uh, from toys that I had as a kid that I think is going to be really good and I'm probably going to want to give a gold but I, I like in the back of my brain I'm like I think that's a gold but all mm-hmm. the rest of my soul and being is going you know it won't be yeah. so I don't know otherwise yeah I think it was a solid silver I think it was a good episode it's a good start to a new arc and this whole thing. <laughs> this is what we like to call on the Beetle Bros Podcast a Silver Surfer episode, because it just coasts on through. <laughs> and with that... Uh, uh, oh, I do have a little bit of an announcement. I didn't oh, put yeah. this at the top of the show, but um, I was going to do this last week, and then I ended up uh, not, because uh, Thanksgiving is stressful. Oh, yeah. And uh, stuff right, goes on. Right, that just happened. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, and more we, importantly, Black Friday just happened. Also, that yeah. Um, if you guys are on, uh, well, I'm sure Xbox is doing the same thing, but PlayStation has a bunch of fun, has a bunch of really good games on uh, on sale through like Black Friday through Cyber Monday and stuff. So like snag that because yeah. like Miles Morales is like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, like, for those of you who are fans of good games, yeah, you um, might be recommend. Like Red Dead Two and and Red Dead Online are on there, and a bunch of Assassin's Creed games. So. Right. Uh, jump on those because those are fun but uh we are uh, going to be posting um I, t- I think i talked about this last week um but then didn't do it <laughs> we're gonna be posting the um uh like uh, the chibi uh monster the chibi magnivore monsters that we had made um uh cyber serpent green Cannon Wait. machine amp head and uh dice head which all those guys. We workshopped the name uh, Chibivores, and I tell you what, folks, um, not only is that disgusting to search, it's also illegal for us. Uh, we can't. We can't. Yeah. Um, Somehow, uh, uh, yeah, it was It was worse than um, Magna Chibi. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that one was just like, all right, you saw how the misspellings could happen, but yep. like, this one was just straight up like, we, we ruined the child's birthday party with this one. It was yeah. bad. Sorry, Timmy. Yeah. Uh, so those uh, designs are going to go up on. Uh, <laughs> those are going to go up on T Public. Um, they'll be up by the time of of this episode going up. So if you guys want to head over to T Public, uh, you can just search Beetleborgs. You'll find our stuff pretty quick. Um, you can search Godpunk. punk the, the store name is, is Godpunk on there. But uh, if you search beetle bros or Beetleborgs, borgs, it, I promise it'll pop up in the first like four options. And, uh, if you wanted to go ahead and search Godpunk and see all the other stuff that, uh, that asshole puts out, um, there's some neat things like yeah. maybe some comic property you might get into uh, the artwork's cool, at least like yeah. I there, mean, there are also going to be some new God punk designs up on there because mm-hmm. I, I do have some new art for, uh, um, Pseudologi and Psychopomp, and uh, a couple other characters, and, and some of the villains that are finally popping up on there. Spread so. his cheeks, right? Yep. Full spread. Yep. Finally! Yeah, oh my god, I've been waiting so long. I tried yeah. drawing it myself, but I just couldn't get... You know, the sphincter has a very unique shade of brown I I, I had to bite the bullet and uh, ask one of those NFT artists <laughs> to, to just... You know, it was really hard to convince him not to make a fucked up monkey, but... <laughs> Uh, It's like, no, you just keep changing the grill on it. That's not what I'm asking. (laughs) So, yeah, check those out on uh, tpublic.com. I will be posting links, obviously, on all of our social media for all of that stuff. Um, Other than that, I've been Cam. I've been Ryan. I've been Nick. (laughs) 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 And we've been the Big Bad Bad Beetle Beetle Bros. Bros. Damn, Nick, you've got to get your voice checked. (laughs) Damn it, why'd you feed him after midnight?